The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. GeekShowPodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is Allie McHulk. Oh, yes. Uh, Rebecca's on assignment this week, but uh, everybody else is here. And I want you to listen all the way through the episode. It's a longer episode, but I want you to listen all the way through because uh, Mike Anderson, our attorney, comes in and makes a case for Avatar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, you're going to love this. It's all coming up. So uh, this is the uh, the free portion of Geek Show. This is the podcast. You get this for free, courtesy of our friends at uh, the Nerd Store and Dr. Volts. They got their Memorial Day weekend uh, sale happening at the Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volts Comic Connection at 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. If it's worth reading, it's in a comic. And I'll tell you about that sale coming up. Also, don't forget our merch. It's at geekshowpodcast.com. Click on the merch button there. And uh, you can uh, wear our logo in the wild. Also, uh, don't forget the uh, Patreon portion of this where, uh, you know, we're not getting rich. It's beer money, and we thank you. We appreciate your loyalty there. Geek Show Got This Covered is the link for that. And you get uh, stuff that is not here on this podcast. All of the deep dives and all of those kind of secret things uh, that happen on our Patreon. GeekShowGotThisCovered.com and, uh, you know, follow, uh, follow our show, social medias and all of that. It's all on the website, geekshowpodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, just uh, pay attention, all right? <laughs> Things are brewing, all right? We've got stuff coming up. But right now, brand new episode of the free podcast. This is Allie McHulk, pleased to enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, hi. Uh, hooray. Everyone's here. Well, no, Rebecca's on assignment. She's, uh, she's right there. She's in her drum room. <laughs> Dude, that's too much pressure. <laughs> you better I can't, bring I can't the, fill in for Rebecca. That's bring the fire. <laughs> sounds like she's having an unpleasant time with drunk people in the woods. Uh, well, <laughs> when you're when you're camping and you're texting your friends, that's usually an indication your camping trip isn't going so well. Well, she said, "I'm in the woods with drunk people, and it's very stressful." <laughs> this must be after uh, Chippendales or Thunder Down Under, whatever yeah, it was. After. Oh yeah, that's right. They they all went down all, to Vegas. Is this all part of the same story? <laughs> I maybe. I we'll have to find out I next swear week. That's what she said. Yeah, she's right. camping. <clears throat> Well, uh, <laughs> uh, Jay Whitaker, everybody. Hi, Jay. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> uh, got you, got any, you got any gigs coming up or anything? <laughs> no shows? Yeah. I mean, I got shows. I just don't feel like plugging them. They on Instagram. Go to itsjaywhitaker.com, you fucking clowns. Oh, somebody, <laughs> wow. Someone asked, someone asked me if you still have your... Uh, your uh, Moe's Def page. OnlyFans? Yeah. Your yeah, OnlyFans. My OnlyFans. Only Moe's. I actually just, um, I put a lawn mowing video up last week. I'm going to do a weed whacking one this uh, this weekend. All right. Uh, a whacking one. So, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, um, 
I saw that shit on uh, Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, it's the first uh, time there. I was actually able to achieve a direction in a while. <laughs> if it lasts more than four hours, please call a doctor. Oh, it didn't. <laughs> it I got I got an erection. I got dizzy and it went away. He got, oh, oh, oh. he got dizzy and it went away. He Shannon Bartson, everybody. You know what? Did you did a hope down? I, I think that's going to be the name of my um my biopic. He got dizzy and it went away. You know, it's it's funny because this is a problem now. But when he was in his twenties, he was so reliable they used him as a sundial in some municipalities. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I used to I I used to say I could probably build a house with m just my dick. <laughs> well, because it was always Isn't on. That all we want. <laughs> wow. uh, welcome, welcome to the sausage fest for sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Talking um, about building houses with dicks. Um, Rebecca would be yeah. just fine with this conversation. She she'd actually outdo us all. I yeah, think uh, probably. <laughs> so weird week. Um, that's a funny shit happen. Okay, kids, dude. If you're ever like having a, this sounds counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. If you're firmly interested on the struggle bus, just yeah, awful, having a bad day, bad week, or you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes a group of really goofy kids. Actually, I think I curate really goofy kids. I think I make them more goofy. Mm -hmm. I help them find their goofy. You know. Um, had some bad stuff happen this week and, uh, um, I, I'm supposed to be doing state testing, the terrible state testing. The only time I'm bored at work and I'm just like, I'm putting a pin in it. I'm not going to sit there and just be in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had, uh, and actually I have more testing to do. That's getting away the testing. That's the reality of being a teacher now. And, uh, I was saying, it's like, my kids are loud. And they like to talk. And I had this other test. And I go, guys, I have a big ask. And they go, what? <laughs> a big what? <laughs> and they all just start laughing, right? And I go, oh, you guys, I don't have a big ask. <laughs> and I turned around. I was like, look at me. I have no ask. <laughs> I have no ask at all. Uh, in fact, most of my girlfriends say, I just have a very long uh, back. <laughs> we're all just laughing so anyway but also, but also they could be very cruel and i wanted to murder a couple kids at the uh uh living traditions festival yesterday but anyway. oh all right uh quad t too tall tony hey hi everybody hi welcome <laughs> wow check me out on twitter at yeah. Quad T Tony, yay! Or right. okay. on the on the gadget spot podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it is. Get get down to your local T Bell. Get that Mexican pizza. It's back. All right. Um, Have it with a Baja I, blast. Can I give a <laughs> you shout really out? Call to... it the, do you call no, it the T Bell? I just I just did that for this time. I call it Taco okay. Bell. Can I give a shout out to Mr. Eccles? Um, he's right there. I know, I'm just, Hi. I'm asking Hi. permission to, you know, um, it may seem strange that our, uh, LDS friend and me have like, have a pretty like tight connection and we're not um, all weird. What? I said, we're not all weird. <laughs> right. Like we shouldn't, you know, if you just look at it, 
on paper, we shouldn't be friends, right? <laughs> um, but like I said, I've been struggling this week. And uh, Tony's a great person to call if you're uh, having a hard time. Oh, yeah. He's, he's good at listening. Good and, at counseling. Well, and, no, and he, at counseling, honestly. Yeah. And the fact that he did it, you guys, on his the night of his 10-year anniversary. Okay. Wow, wow. now. Now, but Tony, remember, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking way I'm calling you tonight. <laughs> you know, and you're like, well, Megan's still at work, so just yeah. call, you know? Yeah. But I'm just like, that's a, I would dumped a lot of heavy shit on you that <laughs> night, you know? So I just got, yeah. I just hope shoulders. you know, well, I just hope you know I appreciate it, Tony. And it made, you're one of the few people I was able to talk to this week. So anytime, anyway. Shannon. St. Tony. All right. Yeah. Uh, he's on his way to get a Mexican pizza at the T Bell. He's Lee George Cade, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, I can't even imagine that shit. Like, oh, ex- excuse me, lad. Can you bring me one of your fresh Mexican pizzas, but take all the shit off of it that I don't eat? <laughs> That's just the ground just beef. Everything. See the quotes? Yeah, See the quotes? It's, it's mostly soy. Friends, friends, I know we had a frost scare the other night. and We all rushed to bring in our baby strawberries. But yes. I think it's safe to bring him back outside and perhaps put him in the ground. Just keep your shade cloth handy because remember, if it drops down to freezing again, you just build them a little tent that they can nest in and stay warm overnight. That's your hey. farm report from Geek Show Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the, with the farm report. Oh. Once a year, every year. That's right. No, Frisch never served Thanks, farm boy. pizzas. <laughs> oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Oh. Yeah, that's right. And uh, sitting... <laughs> Our returning champion, Mike Anderson, everyone. Order. Business and uh, less order, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Wait, you so, can follow me on Twitter, MSA Esquire. So, Mike, you represent people like Rich Little? Like, you do? <laughs> Let me hear your Reagan. Trust but verify? Mike, uh, Mike <laughs> is going to uh, defend Avatar later in the program. Yeah, uh, he represents the, the blue people. He, I've already I, turned my meter on. Carrie knows my hourly rate. Yes. I find you in contempt, sir. This oh, no. This out. I, I, and, and, you know, spoiler alert, I agree with him. And it's coming up. Now, oh. I, was, I was almost, because you told me, you, you gave us heads up that this was, this was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, maybe I should watch that movie again. And then I went, nah. <laughs> uh, he's well, not, he's, no, well, no, he's, we got to introduce you, Carrie. Though we have oh, to, okay, you know, right. Mr. Carrie Jackson. Oh, hi, uh, Monday through Friday. Leader. Monday through Friday, six to ten. X ninety six dot com for now. All right. Uh, the big news. I, this is a sad. This is a sad day. That's but awfully the big, short paragraph for big news. It's the big story that everyone is talking about. It's yeah. we're not going to get the Wonder Twins movie. Oh. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You saw my reaction on Twitter to that. What do you mean? <laughs> Wall Street Journal confirms Warner Brothers has canceled the Wonder Twins movie at HBO Max. The decision comes from David Zaslav, the incoming CEO of the recent WB Discovery merger, who dismissed the project as too... He dismissed it as too niche. Yeah, <laughs> you think? <laughs> so and, someone uh, came in and looked at it and said, hey, what are we doing this for? <laughs> He also said for, for for 75 million Tony that's what? what they were doing it for that 
and he also said that uh, he's imposed a mandate that all future DC movies should be made with a theatrical release in mind. And he also said any projects done exclusively for HBO Max should cost no more than $30 million. Good luck. (laughs) So I just got to give a heads up. Watch out, El Diablo. You're next. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got a conspiracy brain for you on this one. Please. I think that there's something really interesting going on with Warner Brothers right now. I've heard from several uh, high-level Hollywood Mm. executives. Mm. Um, But I'm going to couch this all as speculation because I don't know for sure. um, We remember through the pandemic that HBO, well, Warner, decided to release all of their uh, theatrical releases with day and date streaming. And that caused a lot of the... um, High, the, the prolific producers, directors, and actors. We remember the lawsuits that we've heard about. There are other mm-hmm, disputes mm-hmm. that happen behind the scenes. So I think what might be happening here, if you, if you, and, and once I say this, read this quote again, because I think that there are some interesting things that he says there. Um, 75 million is, a high, is above a moderate budget theatrical release. He also says all of our films are going to have a theatrical release. I think that it's possible Warner could be suffering some blowback from having the lack of creatives to collaborate with. And, and that also perhaps prompted the sale. Cause you ask yourself, why would AT&T sell Warner brothers? Yeah. Could have prompted the sale mm. from AT&T to discovery discovery bought Warner brothers. Yeah, which that's is, wild, which is wild, guys. Yeah, that that that's so. Something is. It's not a merger. Something is. It was a buyout. Is, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. a buyout. It was like. Wow. It, I didn't Shark, know Discovery had that kind of money. Yeah, Shark right. Week exactly. bought. Shark Week bought Batman and Superman. Yeah. So so <laughs> Discovery acquires Warner Brothers with all of its subs subsidiaries from AT and T. That's the, something is happening. I think. I think that the, this is a business. Um, and legal piece where they're trying to win back some of the people that, that, um, you know, the creatives that they depended on, because that's, that's still that we don't have the old Hollywood system anymore where you sign an exclusive agreement and you're with RKO forever and ever. Yeah. But, but so people do bounce around, but you still have some aspects of that and Warner brothers needs collaborators. Well, and also let's, if you think back historically about just their work with, uh, DC properties at like basically forever, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's been a hot mess. Yeah. Well, it is, you know? it is the definition of hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, with, I mean, unle- unless stuff. you give it to James Gunn and let him do what he wants with it, it's it, well, and that new Batman movie, the new Batman Matt movie, Reeves? you know, is that, you know, was Matt Reeves. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the Aquaman, <clears throat> you know, I like the Aquaman, but I liked it. Yeah. Carrie, Carrie's shaking his head. No, no. <laughs> I liked it though. Not for me. Not for me. No, it was Panther. big dumb fun. <laughs> reverse. I hear. Panther. I hear Rebecca liked the Aquaman at her uh, Vegas party. At, at her party, yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, now see, that's that's time. that's why you have a lawyer on the show to find these things out. Speaking of attorneys, she Hulk. Oh, my oh God. I wish. Oh yeah. <laughs> she Hulk attorney at law dropped the first trailer on Tuesday. And it was hilarious and intense and wonderful and, and a little sexy. A little bit, and apparently people liked it. In the first twenty-four hours, it got seventy-eight million views. Nice people it, checking it out. That parts of that trailer made me dizzy. 
And and uh, just a reminder to people that Schmeagel didn't look good three months before Lord of the Rings yeah. was released either. Yeah, re- so. relax. That's, There's three yeah. months of uh, refinement, and you don't even know yeah. at what point in the process they took these uh, shots exactly. from. Yeah. So exactly. The CGI Can we go will be full better. screen and enhance. My, my problem isn't the CGI. She just went to the wrong law school. I'm a Matt Murdock stan. Columbia yes. Law School. For I just, you know, I'm I'm just upset that they didn't call it Allie McHulk. <laughs> <laughs> Hulky Would it be great, like, Flockhart? And there's like a, um, you know, a, a boy, a, a, a all gender bathroom, and like maybe the thing will walk out. No, and then like you know, every night when she starts to go to sleep, it's like little dancing leader in her head. I can't. I, <laughs> no. I hope there's just so many cameos. I would love it. Um, it would be dancing puck from Alpha Flight. <laughs> no. That's right. Uh, now to keep to keep in mind the 78 million views. Uh, that's the second largest debut for Marvel Studios TV series behind Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now that included a Super Bowl spot as well. So, but uh, still it... not as much as Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, She-Hulk trailer. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, another trailer that we got this week: uh, The Boys season three. Oh, oh my I, goodness! I I missed that one. Sorry, oh, I haven't watched that you one get either. No picture. Sorry. Uh, well, it, it, just Google uh, The Boys Season 3, There's Something Wrong with Homelander. Get ready for some craziness what, the fact in that, that trailer. What do you mean there's something wrong with it? There's always it, been something. Well, the, there's racist. many things wrong with Homelander. The problem is, is that Homelander... with daddy issues. Homelander <laughs> suddenly thinks that people like him for his true self. Ooh. So he's not afraid like to be that. Exactly. Uh-huh, I, I, uh-huh. I love they make a character who's actually an analogy for modern day America. I know, right? Oh, yeah. It's perfect. Um, I, I read this. I read this article where um, they're doing the uh, they're doing the cum scene. Herogasm. Uh, the herogasm, and uh, it, filming it was actually traumatizing for the people yeah. on the set. <laughs> June third is when that starts up again on your uh, your Amazon, your Prime Video. So look for that. Another trailer that we got this week. Now, this one is just a very, very short one, but it uh, it gave me, it, it interested me. Sorry, because my pictures are really small today for some reason. Uh, just zoom, just, just zoom in. Yeah. Well, the, the internet is on to us. They're, uh, they're, they're starting to make the pictures smaller. Enhance. So. <laughs> Enhance. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Enhance. Yes. There Enhance. you go. Now, Excellent. Now, now, this is sad. This, this is, is a uh, test. Well, you can look this up. It's uh, f- the first footage from Prey, which is the next Predator movie. Dude, I didn't, oh, I, I saw that shit, and I actually forgot because I know we talked about it, and I forgot mm-hmm. it was a thing. That that's what that's what got me is that I I just clicked on it. I and I I mean I sort of in the back of my head remembered that it was a Predator prequel, and it this, looks cool. It looked great because it's it's Daniel Trachtenberg is directing this. And it's just it's it's quiet. There's there's mm-hmm. no real audio. You can watch it at work with the sound off. And what it does is it's uh, here, here's here's the plot. It's going to focus less on the predator being out of time, but instead one of his opponents, Naru, a young Comanche warrior trained as a hunter who finds herself fighting for her tribe and her own survival when this highly evolved alien war finds itself hunting her home and her people. So this takes place. This takes place in the 1800s. Yeah, 
but it's a it's a it's a great scene because you know they can tell that the predator is there it's invisible you know but they can tell and then suddenly the the three laser points oh yeah nope. appear so, on their foreheads oh it's great it, great it's on Am- is it on amazon hulu it'll be on it's hulu. on hulu and it played before something i was going to watch on hulu and i didn't know what it was right because mm-hmm. it just starts with this um native american girl running out of the the woods in like this it's mm-hmm. kind of like foggy and stuff mm-hmm. and she's just running like hell right oh yeah it's it's very uh very dramatic and um all of a sudden this uh, so that was a girl i thought it was a boy um somebody pops up in their war paint right mm-hmm. and it grabs her brings her down into the grass with her and it's like shh and they just sit there and then they're just focusing on the on on the distance and you hear the <laughs> lee does the clicking noise good lee do the clicking noise yeah 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 oh, that's so cool and then the three <clears throat> lights that? yeah the three lights hit. and then the three lights come on this will oh, be uh, Hulu, Hulu, August 5th, uh, produced by Comanche Nation member uh, Jehane Myers, along with uh, Trachtenberg and John Davis. It has a cast comprised almost entirely of Native and First Nations talent, nice. it says here, including uh, Amber Midthunder, Dakota Beavers, Stormy She's Kip, from Legion! Oh, Michelle Trush and uh, Julian Black Antelope. So, yeah, I have time. The thing that That's gives cool. me the most hope for this is that the director did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Did you guys That's see that? That's why I recognize his it's, name. It's, it's yeah. just atmosphere and suspense. And If, you, and, uh, if yeah. you want to see a fantastic First Nations movie, I don't remember it. You just Google the plot synopsis and it'll pop up. But basically, the zombie epidemic hits, and the only people that are immune are First Nations folks. So the mm. uh, the white folks start coming to the, to the uh, reservations to try to get safe and the first nations folks are like nah fuck you so it's it's literally it's pretty badass it's a really good zombie movie and i'll have to look it up because it's look great. it up because i want to i want to watch that now yeah another but trailer i'm huh? just gonna say this uh this teaser did its job yeah oh i'm, I'm like i'm, in. Yeah, I'm yeah, waiting absolutely. for this now you i'm in what? uh we also got uh, season three of umbrella academy uh trailer uh, that's uh, june 22nd on netflix uh, the name. The uh, I'll give it a watch. watch I like the first two seasons. That's fine. Well, the uh, the end of the second season, of course, we we either I guess universe shifted. Yeah, something uh, like that. And Alternate so the timeline. Or... And so the the our group landed in the Sparrow Academy. Uh, and so it's uh, it's. <laughs> I, I'm actually back into this. I I wasn't so sure about Umbrella Academy, but this trailer made me go, okay, well, show me what you got. Uh, after putting a stop to 1963's Doomsday, the Umbrella Academy return home to the present, convinced they prevented the apocalypse and fixed the timeline once and for all, but then they realize it's not okay. And uh, it's, it's a funny little trailer, but June 22nd on Netflix, you can go and look at that. And then another thing that you can watch... You can watch the first eight minutes of Stranger Things Season 4. That's out on the web. You know what's and funny is kids love that show. They do. And they're, and they're so excited. Like, they'll run up to me. Stranger Things coming! I'm like, I know, I know! 
Yeah. Uh, Thirty-nine-year-old on... lawyers that show too. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was gonna say I'm I'm in on this. I, no, I um, love it too. I'm just saying I think it's odd. Awesome. Still need to catch up. Little it's, Hispanic kids love it so much. It's a Stranger uh, season four of Stranger Things uh, debuts May 27th on Netflix, so you can watch the first eight minutes of it now. Uh, they're breaking up the release a little bit. Uh, the season is split into two volumes. Uh, it's a little bit unorthodox. The first seven episodes will debut on May 7th. And the final two on July first. Okay. Which, and the the final two are apparently like movie length episodes. Yeah, they're like two and a half plus hours each. So, is go this, and take. Is this it for it? Is this the final season? If I understand correctly, it yeah. is. Well, those kids are all, all like almost adults now. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're like they're I saw like Millie Bobby Brown. Now. I saw Millie Bobby Brown on one of the talk shows the other night. And I was like, who? That's not the kid. But it's yeah. The kid. Yeah, according to the showrunners, it's it's the end. And uh, you know, while I would never doubt that the studio can back up money and make more seasons mm-hmm. happen, it, Netflix typically doesn't do that. And they, they spend other like, things they're dealing with right now. They like yeah. cutting shows. They do, but they yeah, spend yeah. a ton of money on this yeah. uh, on this would, season. Apparently, fifteen million an episode. I think. What yeah. I'd really like to see now is a show that actually focused on how shitty the eighties were. Because we keep getting this 80s nostalgia. They're like, oh, it's fine. We had bikes. Well, <laughs> I, I have one for you, and I'll talk about it at the end of the show. Um, so, somebody, yes. just, somebody just said that Millie, uh, Millie doesn't look like a little kid anymore. Yeah, she's, what, 21 now? Oh, that's sad. Uh, so Drake probably doesn't call her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After these messages, messages. we'll We'll be be right right back. back. Maybe. What's going on in May at the Nerd Store and Dr. Volts? Well, in Marvel news, just in time for Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, comes a new spotlight with the best Asian superheroes in comics. Ms. Marvel, Shang-Chi, Wong, Mantis, and more. In DC land, Fables is back just in time for the 20th anniversary of its launch. The acclaimed blockbuster that... Defined an era of vertigo returns with an all-new 12-issue story, The Black Forest. Or you could try an independent comic. This month, Image Comics is releasing the trade paperback of Primordial. Mind-bending sci-fi and Cold War thriller collide in this six-issue series by the best-selling Eisner-winning creative team behind Gideon Falls. Dr. Voltz is having a Memorial Day sale on the weekend starting May 28th. Dr. Volts will have all the hard-to-find items with the return of the Double Zero Orange Tag Sale, Memorial Day weekend at the Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall, and Dr. Volts Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. If it's worth reading, it's in a comic. And we're back. Okay, uh, this was uh, interesting news to me when I read it, because uh, like Mike, we are, we are Daredevil uh, fans. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, I I knew they would bring back Daredevil to some extent because, well, they showed oh, up. No, oh, they showed up in uh, the story too in the Spider Man and in the uh, uh, the Hawkeye show, and yeah. I heard that 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 they were probably going to be featured on the Echo series, which has just started filming a few weeks ago. Um, but they apparently are getting ready to do a new season. Of Daredevil for Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. I bet they'll soften it up a little bit. There's no way they go as hard as they did on Netflix. Well, if, if you notice the the Kingpin and Daredevil in 
in No Way Home and in the uh, the Hawkeye show, they seemed slightly different. Yeah, yeah. they were a little it's, little hey, tweaked for sure. They were, you know, they're variants. Multiverse. Well, yeah, that's you all know? you got to yeah. say. You're right. That's all you got to say. Uh, but uh, Matt Corman and Chris Ord have been tapped to write and executive produce the series. Uh, it'll be the first of the Netflix Marvel shows to get a new but continued series. Yeah. Because how could they not use those two guys in, in those oh. roles? They're so oh. good. Because they're perfect. They're D'Onofrio perfect. is just absolutely yeah. perfect in that role. I I. I I can't imagine anybody else playing Kingpin. And, and, and we saw that he could still be scary without um, crushing somebody's head in a door. Yeah, <laughs> car door. You know, car door. <laughs> oh that scene blew my mind the first time I saw it. I Not as like, much as it blew what? that guy's mind. But but interestingly enough, that scene was largely unnecessary, right? Like it established that he's a badass <laughs> and that he'll smash somebody's head with a car door. But really, you didn't need it. So you can do Kingpin and have him terrifying without the graphic yeah. violence. Although what I what I do now is after I have after I have a temper tantrum, which is rare anymore, but after I have a temper tantrum, I always end it with "You embarrassed me in front of Vanessa." <laughs> yeah, there you go. I thought you were about to explain the, Vanessa! the pile of headless bodies in your backyard. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> Bug, Bug Hunter in the chat said something about, you know, it would be really great if, if Disney put out another season of Punisher. Now, from what we're understanding, Punisher is a character Disney's kind of pulling back on right now. Yeah. Well, in, and, in the and, in the comics, they've completely changed his character. He's now. yeah, he's uh, his character really? is is completely he, different now. He's he, he, he's he doesn't wear the blue life matters uh, skull anymore. <laughs> and he does he just use, ground people now? What? And he does doesn't he just uh, use guns. No, he uh, he's apparently a demon hunter now, or something like that. It's, no, it's some sort of the head. Yeah. I thought he was the head of the hand. Yes. Or, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's not going to work. Just like when they try to make him an angel or whatever the fuck. I well, heard. the only time it ever worked is when they made him a Frankenstein. That was <laughs> great. Well, uh, that's because it was Rick Remender, dude. Yep. And the great. name just fits. Frankenstein. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, also uh, getting a spinoff, apparently. Rick and Morty, another one. Yeah. But this will be... This will, it, yeah. yeah. Well, how did you feel about the anime episodes, Tony? I thought they were cool. I mean, they were different. And well, uh, I'm okay with that. It well, doesn't all have to be the same flavor. When did that come out? I have, you guys, I've been so behind. Th there were some anime episodes, uh, a couple of them. <laughs> at I, at the end the, of the last season. Oh, yeah, okay. they're mo most of it is online. You could go to Adult yeah. Swim and look at it. But they have ordered yeah. uh, 10 episodes of Rick and Morty, the anime. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's uh, Takashi Sano, who uh, did Tower of God. Uh, he, he previously directed the two anime shorts rick and morty universe rick and morty versus genocider and summer meets god rick meets evil were the two episodes <laughs> yeah i gotta watch that shit yeah uh, yeah but it was show. like huge online 10 million combined views on adult mm -hmm. swim digital platforms so they went okay you yeah. want it you got it give me more australian episodes that's what I. oh want. my gosh that australian <laughs> episode was just bonkers that was funny <laughs> uh let's see can I coax you to talk about a Star War, Lee? Sure. <laughs> see that there? Uh, that's the cover of the new book, Star Wars Shadow of the, Shadow of the Sith. Dang, that's cool art. It, now, it's a story that is, the stars are Luke and Lando. Can we full screen uh, that? I want to see it, please. Zoom it up a little bit there. Uh, but, but in it, we, yeah, find, we find out the name 
well, the story of Ray's parents and their names. Uh, you know, Ray from uh, the the final three Star Wars movie. Yeah, because uh, that's what the fans are asking for. <laughs> <laughs> now we only see them briefly in Rise of Skywalker. Their names are Dathan and Mir Miramir. Oh, I, I was hope I was God. I'm like, thank God it's not Martha. Uh, <laughs> Martha. <laughs> and and if you look, you know, I know you haven't looked at that uh, movie, Rise of Skywalker, in a while. But if you go back and look, Ray's mother is Jodie Comer from yeah. Killing Eve. Yeah, because they thought, hey, let's take one of the best upcoming actresses of this generation and give her yeah. a cameo in a fucking Star Wars movie playing Beep Boop Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the story is Luke and Lando, but the ex the excerpt is showing uh, Miramir and Dathan. Uh, they have escaped by way of a very dilapidated and underserviced ship purchased from Unkar Plut. Outside of Jakku's Nilma Outpost. God, I hate Star Wars names. Nima, <laughs> Nima Outpost. And can't how it just that, be John Johnson? How that, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How that Bob figures Allen. in. Bob Allen. How I'm Bob Allen. Re remember, remember that comment for later when we're talking about Avatar. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but it takes place 20 years after the Battle of Endor. Follows uh, Lando and Luke. Uh, Luke has sensed a disturbance in the forest, and Calrissian is looking for his daughter, which was presumably also in the Rise of Skywalker. She was. They've talked about that. That that, yeah. that would have been if they had like you know stuck to any semblance of a script. That would have well, been Lando's daughter. So I guess we'll get the explanation of how he misplaced the child to begin with, and all of he that. He probably but... didn't know about her until you know, two or three years gotta, after the deed. I was gonna say Lando's probably uh, misplaced gets, a gets bunch around. of kids. You know what I mean. <laughs> But uh, death He's and misplaced many a kid in a uterus. So would it be death and Palpatine? Would that be his name? I don't know. <laughs> and I'll, he doesn't care. This, no, what I want to know, and it goes back to something that Rebecca and I had this this debate um, when that abomination came out. Wow. Does Palpatine <laughs> fuck? Or Apparently, is, or is the well, kid a clone? That's a clone for I sure. He doesn't clones. have he doesn't have the time or the you know. Uh, but does I think when he got all fucked up, I'm pretty sure his dick burned. Like off. when he's getting ready to climax, <laughs> when he's getting ready to climax, does he just go unlimited power? <laughs> <laughs> See, that would be funny, but I just don't think he cares about that kind of thing enough. He'd just be like, I'm just gonna clone it. I got other things to do. And, and, and I find and I, that your friends and yourself are greatly mistaken about the power of this fully operational <laughs> erection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah now one i firmly do believe that his dick burned off and um two if he could have an orgasm how how would he not force lightning just all over the place and electrocute you know it's a good question or is it <laughs> that's how snoke got those scars that's how that's snoke got, got his scars snoke yes oh thank you <laughs> Force lightning from the inside is one hey. way to go. Hey, hey, Snoke, come on over. <laughs> Daddy wants to talk. No. All right. Don't, uh, do it, let's say. Don't do it. Uh, if you shot. say anything, I'll kill your non-existent family. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> okay, back to uh, Amazon uh, Prime. Uh, they have uh, hired uh, Nicole Castle as the series director for a live-action She-Ra, Princess of Power. Nice. Oh, really? Live-action, yes. Okay. Um, uh, she is uh, well-known in 
as a, a streaming director, executive producer. She's worked on Watchmen, Westworld, The Leftovers, you know, all those happy, happy shows. Yeah. Uh, the pilot order's still up in the air, but they're, if they're asking her to do it, I think they're pretty serious, and it would be the first time that the characters appeared in a live-action show. I like the the Shira show on Netflix. It's cute. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty good. Yep. Uh, if you have uh, daughters, certainly introduce them to it. Well, I was going to say it is. It's pretty uh, chipper and charming. So yeah, let's mm-hmm. get the lady that made the leftovers. It's got the guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to do something fun for a change, something that, that, that doesn't make people cry. Like, you know, like when it comes out, they'll be like, there's been a spike in child suicides. <laughs> the Leftovers was a depressing show. I mean, uh, yeah, it was. I had to stop watching it. I couldn't take it anymore. It's really good. How many really good. seasons did it go for? Uh, three? Two, three seasons. Three seasons. I just, I just figured you stopped watching it because that leftovers exhibit at Comic Con stole your, uh, your pass. It's <laughs> true. Jesus Christ. One, uh, of worst, let, one, one of the worst moments of my life. I'm just like, <laughs> oh no. Uh, let's see. Uh, the BBC has confirmed that Doctor Who's 60th anniversary celebration in 2023 will see David Tennant and Catherine Tate return. The as Doctor the, Donna. As the tenth Doctor and Donna Noble. Uh, it'll probably just be, you know, a guest appearance because we, as we told you last week, we've cast a new doctor. Not my doctor. So it's uh, multi- multiple universes, I guess. Uh, the uh, let's see, yeah, you'll just have to wait for it. This is Doctor Who returns to BBC America later this year. I love how Doctor Who has such important canon rules that they just frequently throw out the window. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, well, when you get written into a corner, you got to do something, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, comic books have been doing it for 80 years as well. So, I mean, yeah. who cares? Uh, this is not genre related, but I wanted to report it because it is a tragedy in that uh, she is a national treasure. Now, the headline is about somebody else. But for me, the big story is Kate McKinnon is leaving Saturday Night Live. No. Yeah. Uh, the headline is about Pete Davidson. I'll be honest with you. Pete yeah. Davidson hasn't been on the show for about five or six episodes. All right. Well, he's he's busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the people leaving this year are uh, Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, Aidy Bryant. It's also a tragedy because she's funny That's as hell. Amazing. Yeah. And 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 Kyle Mooney is also leaving. Oh, that. So, I like wow, that's too. like yeah, a couple of really good. Loss. If yeah. Cecily Strong left, they wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't have anybody on the show anymore. Well, no, yeah. I disagree because, like, I, I think know that's been really good lately. Yeah, they're they're deep bench. They got a good deep bench, I think. They do. Well, they I'm, do. I'm really sorry, guys. I looked all over the internet for pictures of Kate McKinnon, and all I could find was pictures of her from that Ghostbusters movie that people hate <laughs> so much. Oh, I, I you'll I, get no I, complaint yeah. from me because <laughs> yeah. I love her. Not I love a her dearly. Single picture I could find that was usable of Kate McKinnon that wasn't from Ghostbusters. So I, the yeah, the, like the I last. Love, I love Bo and Yang and the new guy that they oh, have yeah. that does the great impressions. Oh, John uh, David. Uh, Whatever his name is. Yeah. Three names. Three he's names. He's great. And he's great even when he's not doing impressions. Here's the know? thing. That guy is an, imp- he's like an impression machine. He yeah. can do, he can do anybody. Wow. I heard, I heard him being interviewed and they said, we hear you do a great Bob Dylan. And he said, what age would you like? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing he, is, it's not like aping, like how, like, uh, um, Alec Baldwin, yeah, like, or or a Dana Trump. Carvey, yeah, yeah. They, it, it's like them, 
You yeah. know, like I've went back and looked at some of his Trump stuff before he was on Saturday Night Live. And uh, go to uh, go to YouTube and type in uh, Trump Scooby-Doo. And it's just him ranting about what does Scooby actually do? And <laughs> Melissa, it's fucking hilarious. Melissa Villasenor also does some fantastic impressions. She's good. Yes. Her, and I'm glad her sexy, her sexy Luke Wilson is, or Owen Wilson is just about the funniest damn thing oh, I've ever heard. She's, and she's, she needs to be used more. I've said that for, she does. for years. She's so funny. She's very funny. Yeah. Uh, so we're losing those four, and uh, it was the season finale uh, tonight. tonight. Well, at the time that we're, we're recording this, by the time you hear this, it will be done, and that will be the last time that you will see them. So oh, that, who's, who's yeah, hosting? so we're going to pretend like we just saw it. Yeah, that episode was great. It's so sad. <laughs> uh, Jap- Japanese amazing. breakfast was great again, of course. I, uh, uh, I still, I, I mean, unless something changes with this episode, I think Oscar Isaac had the best episode this season. Could be. Could be. He was great. Because yeah. that whole, my name's, my name's Michael B. Jackson. I'm the janitor. Let me tell you my Dua Lipa fan fiction. <laughs> Do we know that who's was, hosting tonight? It's uh, Natasha Lyonne from Russian Oh, Doll. she's so Oh, she's great. She is great. All right. A uh, couple of final things, and then, and then we'll get to uh, <laughs> Avatar and what we uh, watched this week. Uh, um, and this is, uh, I need the lawyer again here, because... Uh, Stan, it, the headline is Stan Lee returns to Marvel Studios with Genius Brands POW Entertainment licensing deal. Uh, Wait, he's so dead. They've signed yeah. a 20-year deal with Stan Lee Universe uh, to license the dead. name and likeness of Lee for use in future feature films, television okay. productions, Disney theme parks, and experiences. But I don't like this. I, he's dead. What are they going to put, like animatronic well, stan lee's around the parks and here's, stuff I mean. here's what it says uh according to the ceo of genius brands it really ensures that stan through digital technology and archival footage and other forms will live in the most important venue the marvel movies and disney theme parks but i i just googled it he's dead yeah um so it's unclear if you know we're, we're gonna see you know, digital stand somewhere. It, it doesn't really give me in this, this is a story from the Hollywood reporter. It doesn't give me a lot of, okay, here we go. It it's, it's permission to use Lee's name, voice, likeness, and signature in movies and television products, as well as to use images, existing footage and existing audio recordings featuring him, the rights to use Lee's name, voice, likeness, and signature exclusively in theme parks, cruise lines, and in park merchandise were also included. Audiences and park goers could see Lee turn up as figures, toys, apparel, stationery, video games, and VR. So, yeah. like, but, his kids are like, had to have this conversation with, with his grandkids. It's like, so guys, it might be a little disturbing <laughs> to you, but there's gonna be there's gonna be a robot peepop, uh, you know, here and there, and I know it's gonna be very disturbing, but we're getting that money. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Mike. yeah. Well, I mean, buckle up because it's about to get boring. Here comes the, the legal <laughs> explanation. Uh, you, unless the contracts that were previously signed allowed for the use of his name, image, and likeness in perpetuity, somebody would need a new permission from his estate because those rights go to his beneficiaries, um, and they need permission from the beneficiaries or the heirs or wherever the rights ended up to use them for new purposes. So even if they have old pictures, they need permission to use those old pictures for a new use. 
And this mm-hmm. is also sort of the Grand Moff Tarkin and and Princess Leia um, yeah. type stuff where we might see him show up in the MCU again, which, you know, show, show me what you got. Yeah. I, I've, well, I bet, Carrie, if, the, if it took you out of the movies before. Well, the, yeah, the, one, the, yeah. the one time that it worked for me was well, two times when when at the end of the movie he was he was a watcher or he was talking to the watchers that didn't take me out of the movie i was okay with that but also at the end of civil war where he's the fedex delivery guy that was fine with me and he also gave us are you tony stank i just love that (laughs) i love the into the the into the spider verse scenes just wrecked me those were so good yeah Mm -hmm. All right, uh, raise a glass. Raise a glass, everybody. Because Vangelis has died. Ooh. Uh, well, and it's a, it's a, he was, a, he did the, he did the Blade Runner music. Peter Jackson oh, was in Flock oh, of Seagulls. Oh, and he, and he did, uh, <laughs> he won an Oscar for Chariots, Chariots of, Fire. of Fire. But yeah. you'll, you'll remember the Blade Runner music. The Blade Runner, yeah, he did the Blade Runner soundtrack so uh, 1982 oh, that saxophone dude this fucks <laughs> synthetic synthesizer <laughs> yeah all keyboard oh my God. listen to that synthesax synthesax I want to uh, he I uh, simulate love to a robot <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he died in a French hospital while being treated for COVID so um Maybe he was anti-vax jealous. Well, at this at this point, I, at his age, he he could be vaccinated, he could be boosted, and it could still be a death sentence. It wasn't That's he true. like eighty-three right. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he was yeah. he was up there. COVID, All right. COVID COVID doesn't care if you're pro-vax or anti-vax when you're eighty-three. That's, That's true. true. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with defending Avatar and what you guys have consumed this week. After, After these, these messages, messages, we'll be right, right back. back. Are you troubled by strange vaccination theories in the middle of the night? Do you worry that the vaccine has changed your DNA? Have you or anyone in your family seen a magnet clinging to a recently vaccinated person? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Mythbusters! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your vaccine-related conspiratorial needs. We're We're ready ready to inform you. you! Call Mythbusters 304-804-MYTH. That's 304-804-MYTH. And we're back. Okay. Uh, so, Carrie. Yes. Can I bring the room down for just a second so it doesn't end on a bummer note? Uh, it's up to you. Yeah. I'd like to, just real quick. Okay. I would like to. Uh, we raise a glass to... Blade Runner guy, um, <laughs> but now uh, I would like to raise a glass uh, to my sweet pit bull Tilly, uh, who passed away in my kitchen on Tuesday. Um, you guys knew her, yeah. Yep. The sweetest goddamn dog. Actually, I I don't even know if she was a dog. I really think she was a a person pretending to be a dog. Um, I got her right after my family died and right before Jeffy uh, passed away. And uh, I don't think I'd be here without that dog, if that makes sense. I was like, I got somebody I got to take care of and keep alive. And 
guess that means I got to stay alive too, right? And um, we had a very special relationship. You guys remember, I never had to put her on a leash because she's just, right, Lee? Like, she would had to be where I was, right? Yeah, yeah, she was glued to you. Yeah, and so <laughs> that was really hard. Uh, triggered some really crappy deja vus, but um, I'm glad she's not hurting anymore. Um, and the reason I wanted to do this on the show, because we were talking before the show, is a, a very important moment played out when I first got her. Now, it's a pit bull, and you... you I've heard all this. You hear all the stories. Yeah. They're evil. They're going to kill you. Right. right? And uh, Jesus Christ, that they're going to eat your burrito. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. But like she never bit another dog or anything ever. But yeah. So when I first got her, it's when we were still recording in the basement and I'm like halfway through the episode, I'm like, oh, shit. I left that uh, surf and turf burrito. From Del Taco, right sit down on the coffee table. Well, that that dog's gonna get that. And she's more self control than me. I would have eaten right. it. Right, and it's like, and and she's gonna shit all over my house. I'm gonna come home to so much shit, you know. And um, I just can't. I was obsessing about it the whole show. And uh, I got home. She didn't touch it. Wow. At all. And uh, the but the best thing was I kept getting um, messages on Facebook from uh, people who listen to the show. Did she eat the burrito? <laughs> Is she okay? Is she, yeah. So um, anyway, uh, my Tilly girl, I hope she's, uh, you know, all that rainbow bridge shit is true. And I, I hope uh, Jeffy's up there cuddling with her and uh, Jimmy is slapping her on the ass as hard as he can, <laughs> as he did. And she loved it. <laughs> so. All right. Anyway. Raise Until a glass. Like. Raise a glass. All right. Uh, we're going to find out what you guys have been consuming this week. Uh, but uh, Mike is here. Uh, Mike and I have been, we've been talking a lot lately, but uh, he, he, he reached out to me and he said, uh, I, I am, I can defend Avatar. Because <laughs> we I've were defended talk- worse. <laughs> this is true. So, I know someone, I know someone who begs to differ. Just the look on this face will tell you exactly. This person does not believe you can defend Avatar. Well, <laughs> let's let's find out. Now, what happened was is the, right there, the he's like, "Fuck, you can't defend." <laughs> the I'm gonna uh, have to increase my hourly rate. That's right. the The trailer the trailer came out for Avatar two, and uh, it was huge online. Just millions and millions of views. And... My mom. My mom did that in one day. The, and the, uh, is the name of the new Avatar movie Avatar Two: Electric Blue Lagoon? <laughs> Get out! No, <laughs> come on! That Get was a out. good joke. No, you come on back in. You come on. You come on back right back in. Electric Blue Lagoon, come on! <coughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, and and. And uh, Gregor in the chat room says, prediction, Avatar 2 will make all the money and destroy every box office record because yeah, Avatar fans... Yeah, my mom has a lot of disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now, I, I finally saw it. I saw the Rift Tracks version, but I finally saw it. Uh, it was a long time ago. But uh, 
Mike has a different uh, take on this, and and I I'll again I'll state I agree with him. So, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Anderson, please. <laughs> Let's I've hear got, this. I've got you the, have floor. the floor. <laughs> um, you know, five minutes for argument, two and a half minutes for rebuttal. All right, oh I'll watch God. for Robert's Robert rules. Out of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so for you know, first, let's start with not everything is for everyone, and that's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, oh, also let's get that a few old chestnut. Let's get a few <laughs> common complaints out of the way. The first is it's too derivative, <laughs> and I would say everything is a remix. A New Hope was Hidden Fortress plus Buck Rogers plus the Flash Gordon plus a bunch of other things. Everything we watch, <laughs> plus every, everything we watch is inspired by everything that came before it. Like, uh, like, nothing's like created fern, like Fern Gully. Yeah, nothing's nothing's created in a vacuum. So, and we'll, I'll get to Fern Gully in a sec. So, uh, <laughs> second, it's too dumb. Not more so than other things that we like. Uh, Spice, whether you're a Dune fan or a Star Wars fan, Power Stones, <laughs> RoboCop. That's the stupidest name ever, but it's an incredible movie, uh, an incredibly you know stupid ice. movie. How dare <laughs> you? Let me let me actually address specifically <laughs> unobtainium. People say, well, that's ridiculous. Oh, Gina God. the other day was saying, you know, unobtainium. What what about that? Well, all right, let me give you some other stupid names we have in real life. And by the way, corporate America names thing uh, throws out stupid names all the time. But let no me can, give you some like chemical. no can find him. Let me let me give you some chemical names, okay? Where is it, Ium? Arsol, Barf, Buckminster Fullerene, or Buckyballs, which was named after Buckminster Fulster and also called Footballine because it looks like a soccer ball. Cadaverine, which is from dead animal tissue. Crapanon, side effect is constipation. Uh, coming tonight, not to be confused with coming tonight because it was invented in Cummington, Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> Draculin, which is from the saliva of vampire bats. Fartox, moronic acid. Wait, wait, wait. Unornate. What? Did you say fartox? Fartox. <laughs> What's that? How do I get it? Unanninium. Fartox. Californium. The... Einsteinium. <laughs> Go ahead, Lee. Oh, Fartox is actually made from the farts of vampire bats. <laughs> uh, anyway, I could go on and on, uh, but, but Mike, we have lots of dumb names for, for things. Uh, Mike, I remember one time uh, me and my ex-wife were watching TV and a commercial came on for some pill. I can't remember what it did, but it it, it was like, ask if ass, ass effects is right for you. <laughs> and we're like, ass effects? Then how did this get on TV? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's his Hot point. dog fingers, reverse vampirism, other side effects. Yeah. Um, you know, to, uh, so then third, it's it's been too long between films. Well, yeah, but it also took 15 years to make the first Avatar because it was doing things that were completely unprecedented. That's and uh, I'll get to that. Star Citizen all the time and no one listens. <laughs> well, it's still so, not out so yet. I'll, and I'll pick up that is. point in a second. <laughs> Um, another complaint, there's not enough lore. Well, it's unfair to compare one film to film properties with multiple installments or books or comics that came before or after, etc. But, et but Mike, it was seven mm, hours fair. long. <laughs> so, and then, uh, you know, flat dialogue. Okay, fair. But have you seen other sci-fi movies? How about Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, Harrison Ford? I'm going to the station to get some power. Uh, I know you, I know you <laughs> typed these words, George, but can you say them? Exactly. Um, Finally, anti-American will, you know, 
perhaps you're projecting your own insecurities and perhaps you're right. (laughs) But if there's a reason you dislike it, I expect you to similarly dislike Star Wars, which was the Viet Cong rebels versus the American Empire. And there are countless other examples in sci-fi. So now let's let's talk about the merits. Okay, so I just I wanted to deal with the the complaints, but that's a negative argument right i'm i'm but now i'm going to god damn I'm going he's, a to, good, he's a good uh, fucking lawyer you i want to i want to talk about you know uh, affirmatively promote the positive aspects of avatar so put this back in context we we got to rewind back to 2009 set aside all the hype that came you know during and after the release this movie was supposed to bomb it was 15 years in the making 200 million dollars um, it was supposed to be a massive bomb, and it ended up being the biggest movie of all time. Um, there are countless ca- uh, classic films that if you were to just stumble upon them now, uh, they wouldn't seem that significant. Citizen Kane, if you don't put that in context, it, it, you know I've heard lots of people say they've watched it, and it was incredibly boring. Fair enough, okay? But put this movie back in, in, in you know its chronology and keep that in mind as I talk through the rest of this. So... Without Avatar, um, James Cameron would not have changed filmmaking and film technology the way he did. A lot of people have defended Phantom Menace and the prequels for the same reason. But um, did you think that Planet of the Apes was cool? How about Thanos, Rocket Raccoon? Um, you, yeah, you can thank Avatar for that technology, especially motion capture in particular. Um, Avatar had a mocap stage that was six times larger than had ever previously been created. In addition to special cameras and everything else, that stage had more volume than any other mocap stage before. So if you like The Mandalorian, you can thank Avatar for the volume that Jon Favreau used to make that movie possible. Um, I've I've either really angered Shannon or there's something else going on. Um, (laughs) I think it's something else. (laughs) So, and I know I'm on the clock. But I, re- reserve your rebuttal, sir. It's it's my it's my stage. Um, this is my podium. Reclaiming my time. <laughs> so it also at in 2009 helped rejuvenate the film industry and bring people back to theaters. We're doing dealing with that right now, and so it's just by coincidence. But um, I find that really interesting. So, do you like watching Marvel movies or DC movies or whatever in IMAX? Well. Thank you, Avatar, for establishing IMAX as a viable wide theatrical release um, um, option. And I'll also say personally, when I saw it in IMAX 3D, um, I hadn't seen anything like that in the theater ever. And it was a really cool experience. Um, I I wasn't in love with the movie the way some other people um, reacted, but I thought, wow, that was really cool. Um, And it was a must-see experience in the theaters in 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you know, to the content. The themes are all positive things that I think we should be thinking about as a society. Race relations, environmental stewardship, imperialism, colonialism, corporate greed. Um, How do we define terrorism? When the world tree falls like the World Trade Center because of formal military power, is that a legitimate use of power or not? Obviously, this film has a perspective on that. Um, It also addresses spirituality, religion, you know, could the treatment of these themes be different, be deeper? Of course, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it, it's kind of surface level on a lot of these themes. Um, and so there are fair criticisms, not only of the depth of treatment of those themes, but also, 
you know, white savior complex, noble savages. Um, so, so, you know, I, I'm not saying that there aren't legitimate criticisms, but um, I think that we can also look at the positives here. Um, the fact that it got kids and other people excited about these themes um, and they'll never sit through Ferngoli or Pocahontas or Romeo and Juliet, John Carter, read the John Carter books, um, watch Princess Mononoke, Dances with Wolves, 2001 Space Odyssey, Lawrence of Arabia, Ghost in the Shell, James Cameron's other work that he was paying homage to throughout um, Avatar. He's an auteur, and I think just um, chalking all of this up as he was ripping off Ferngoli or Pocahontas is a is a real oversimplification. Um, and frankly, it, it, it to some extent, uh, if people aren't just saying that to be funny, um, I don't mean any disrespect to those people, but I think that it kind of shows their surface level understanding of film history and, and these themes and the way that this, this all works. Um, so, you know, all of that, perhaps it's imperfect, but I think that overall it's doing more good than harm. Now, this the final reason that I think that I think it's worth, <laughs> it's worth um, defending. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie ever, but it's, it's not the worst either. And, and like I said last time, not everything needs to be the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. There's, there's a spectrum there. So um, this is what got me thinking about Avatar was when, um, and, and also keeping in mind that not everything is for everyone and some things may be perfect for some people. Okay. So I'm with my kids at Disney World and we walk into the Pandora area and their eyes light up. There are floating um, pillar, whatever that, you know, we've all seen them, but the, the floating yeah. avatar land masses, yeah, in the sky. And, and uh, they, were, they were blown away. And, and watching that is, is um, especially as a parent, is incredible. But um, also watching the other kids run in there and have their minds blown by it. Um, they don't, my kids knew not a thing about Avatar. And yet they walk into this alien world and the rides blew their minds. And um, as we're standing in the queue, she's seeing science experiments. My, my seven-year-old daughter is seeing science experiments and she's asking, well, how does this stuff work? And she's, you know, uh, watching the galaxy brain explosion of um, all of these things that are now um, possible in her mind. And so we come home and we watch Avatar. And I, I didn't have high expectations for that experience, quite frankly, <laughs> but I watch her watch female scientists. I watch her watch female warriors standing toe to toe with tough guys, with bad guys, these military guys that want to push people around. And you have a female warrior who says, you're not going to push me around. Um, she saw female heroes and, and they stood up for what was right even though it was hard. And I, I don't watch trailers, as you guys know, but I, when we finished it and the new trailer came out, YouTube recommended it to her. And so we watched it together. And um, we, when we finished that, she was so excited to see, what's it called, The Way of Water, this, this sequel? Yeah, yeah. Um, Electric Blue Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that she... Wanted, she then sees in the recommendations, there's a trailer breakdown. She wants to know, well, what's that? I want to see them talk about what's going on in, the, in this trailer. And, uh, you know, watching her get excited about that stuff um, is meaningful to me, not only because they're meaningful to her, but these are now experiences that 
I have gotten to have because of Avatar. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll defend it. Um, and I don't know if the new one will be good or not, but it's got Michelle Yeoh and Jermaine Clements. And so, you know, show me what you got. I, uh, I, I rest my case. <laughs> Them's jail sounds. <laughs> I think he did a great job. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. Like, so. It makes you think. It does. And I'm like, well, my thing about it was, is I watched it and I wasn't like enraged. And I'd hated it. Right. No. I was just like, mm-hmm. not for me. You know, it was pretty. And I was like, well, this is some pretty cool technology going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also didn't understand why uh, people were killing themselves because they were never going to live on Pandora. I think Remember that's that where I think that's where my disconnect comes in that, like, from a story perspective, it's uh, it's average. From a technology perspective, at the time, it was you know cutting edge. One hundred percent agree there. And I think that's where my disconnect comes in that I've seen movies with much better stories do much worse. And so I'm like, why does this mediocre story get to be the biggest box office earner of all time? Well, uh, but when you combine it with the technology and the wow factor of the time, then, I, you know, I can see why, I guess. It, it appeals to almost anyone uh, from, a, from a story perspective. And I think that's kind of the way many average stories are. They have a, a broader appeal than the more like convoluted or perhaps interesting, if you will, stories have a more niche appeal. Let me, let me offer a, a, a reframing of that. Not, not to say that you're wrong, Tony. Um, I, I think oh, that I walked about out. To call me wrong. <laughs> no, I, I walked out feeling like feeling kind of the same. I was like, huh, that was a, Visually, it was a spectacle, and I'm really For glad sure. I saw it. And and sure. my references were: I walked out, I saw it, you know, one of the first showings, and I walked out thinking about Fern Gully because I saw that when I was a kid. But when I uh, look at art, whether it's a, a painting or a poem or a song or a film, one of the things I find really interesting is often it's the things that allow me to think that it means so many different things. There are so many different interpretations of this, and and there are so many different you know themes going on that that I could say, you know, Tony, you and I could go, oh well, that was just um, Ferngoli, and other people could go, oh that was just Pocahontas, and other people would say, oh that was just Dances with Wolves, or um, you know it was it was aping aliens, you know James Cameron just brought over all his alien stuff, but the the interpretation, the audience. Um, reception is just as important to the artwork as what the art and the artist intended to do. And so I think, I think James Cameron is a good enough artist that we can, we can give him the benefit of the doubt that he was trying to do something with intent. And so the fact that it maybe was surface level across all of these different things, he probably, I think he was trying to allow for us to, to hang all these different things off of it rather than it was just a, a derivative or, or plagiarism or, or whatever. Well, and, and obviously it really has affected a lot of people very deeply, you know, and that's mm-hmm. like, and I feel kind of bad now that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, let's refined genre. 
We just shit on this movie and shit on it and shit on it. Oh, yeah. And so people don't want to be like, well, I, I, it's one of my favorites. Because they're, like, yeah. they're going to think I'm stupid. Yeah. And Ava- ex- Avatar and fans, are, they're afraid to step up and say they're Avatar fans, which is exactly where we were years and years ago with Star Trek. Yeah. Or stuff. Well, and yeah. also, true, true. Uh, I can't, one of the people in, in the chat room uh, for the live recording <laughs> said they're like Trump uh, voters. Right? They're not going to admit they're going to vote for Trump because you're going to think they're stupid and racist. <laughs> right? There was but, a- hey, but hey, the video, uh, the, the trailer comes out for that, uh, the new movie, and it, it slays every other trailer that's ever been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. All right. Well, there you go. I, I, interesting, I, interesting. Fine job, Mike. Thank you. Yes. Well done, I sir. Agree. Well done. I, I agree. Still, I, I still don't like it. <laughs> and that's fine. I, I, you know, I, I, I appreciate its merits. Yes. There you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, let's get to uh, what we consumed. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Tony, Tony has notes. Go. I got notes. Uh, let's see. So, based on uh, the, the, the ravings of the Holy Moly crew here, I started watching... We started watching Holy Moly again, but back on season two because we only watched the oh, first season. Okay, we finished. We did yeah, all of season wanna, two this wanna, last week. You don't want to get lost in the storyline. Yeah, exactly. No. So I got to start. You know, back at the man. That show's just so good. Rob Riggle and uh, what's his face? What's his face? Indeed? Joe Tescatori. Joe Joe Tescatori. Yeah. Who is an They're actual? Just, he's an actual yeah. like sports commentator. Sports announcer. Yeah. They do such a good job just playing off each oh, other. Oh god, it's, it's it's fantastic. It kills me, and you can just tell that Joe is, has <laughs> such a good fucking time. And exactly, it's, and it's Rob Riggle's uh, mission in life now to break it. Yep, you know <laughs> it's I and love it's it. really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Um, I didn't mention this last week, uh, but I did watch it, and I and I remembered to put it on the list for this year the season finale of Winning Time was uh last week i think i don't think i mentioned it anyway i just love that show that show is just so fascinating i don't care really about basketball but i love winning time uh the halo finale was last week let me tell you I'll give me my five minutes to talk about halo the tv okay. show <laughs> all right you have because i don't have five minutes by the way <laughs> I don't have five minutes worth of, worth of uh, material here, but uh, I quite liked that first season. I thought it was uh, a great example of a show starting off okay and then getting better as the season went. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I highly Agreed. recommend that one. And then my wife and I last night watched the Chippendales Rescue Ranger movie. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm watching that tonight. You guys, you got to watch this. It is just, it is, it's a new who framed Roger Rabbit, basically. Yeah, I, uh, I as well, watch Tony, watched it last night yeah, with same, Sue. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what's and funny, Carrie... It's got so much in there. So yes. much. And oh, so much. So much easier for Disney to do now, because they, they fucking own everything, own everything right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, but there are non-Disney things yeah, yeah. that show up in here, and I'm not going yeah. to spoil but, it, because all I'm, the... The, but, the uh, filmmakers literally thanked their lawyers <laughs> for, yeah. making yes. the, for making I, the movie happen. But also... You know, all the other places are a little scared of Disney. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. Uh, Don't hurt us. We can Disney. use our toys for a minute. <laughs> but it's it's not for kids. 
It's for no. people like you know in their thirties and forties. Yeah, like Tony. My, my Tony's kids age. did love it though. They, they, oh, they, they did. They'll still, yeah, we, yeah, I think we we'll still enjoy it. We but, watched it last night and had to watch it again this morning, so I've seen oh, it twice. Okay. Yeah. all right. Yeah. I mean, like it's like Roger Rabbit. Kids could like yeah. look at it, and go, "Wow!" It's a lot of fun. Let me tell you though, if you're if you're of the age that you grew up watching the Disney afternoon cartoons after I, and school, I did, even though I shouldn't have. Yeah, and <laughs> this is this will be such delight for oh, you to and watch. It's, and it's funny. Is, it's is the funny. Best part. John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are Chippendale, and they are fantastic. You have J.K. Simmons. You have um, uh, Will Arnett. You have uh, is that, Seth who's the, is Rogen. Who's the voice of Peter Pan? Yeah, uh, Will spoilers. Arnett, yeah. Will Arnett. Well, spoilers. it's in the trailer. <laughs> it's in the trailer, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I highly recommend it. Um, I, I think I'd give it like a four out of five. I just had a blast watching it. it. And and here's the thing, is that it, it goes a step further than Roger Rabbit, because Roger mm-hmm. Rabbit incorporated only two-dimensional animation. Yeah. In this one, they incorporate Putty, the, the, the claymation. Yeah, everything. You have claymation. claymation characters. There are computer-generated uh, characters. Right, because one of the... And well, the and chipmunks got the surgery, right? Yeah, yeah, and well, and different kinds of computer animation, yeah, and yeah, exactly. sock puppets, and there's puppets. A, and muppets, muppets, and sock puppets show up. up. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yes, I loved it's it. all there. It's just, it's just so much fun. It's every you'll be pausing every two minutes. You will, or even even uh, more often than that, just to say, oh, oh, there was that. I mean, there is actual references to Who Framed Roger Rabbit in there mm-hmm. as well. There's two. Obvious one. Well, one's obvious because it's Roger Rabbit. But there's another one in there. If you watch near the end of the movie, there is another reference to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And it makes you go, oh, dang, that's mm-hmm. kind of insidious. And and, yeah. and Who Framed Roger Rabbit's one of my favorite movies. I, Great. I just oh, me too. Fucking love that movie. Me All right. too. Uh, I will go next since I was going to lead with the Chippendale. Thank you, Tony. I'll take yep. the handoff. Um, I'm watching a show. Lee, you were asking for a show that... Shows the 80s for what it really was. Yes. Not nostalgic at all. No. Well, the show is called Candy. Okay. And it's, oh, it's, it's a murder. I talked, to, I talked about this last week. I watched yes. it too. Uh, here's, here's the thing is that it, it, they raided every vintage store that they could to get <laughs> all of the clothes and oh, the man. phones. The and Tupperware. The, te- the Tupperware. Sue and I are sitting and watching this going, we had that. We had that. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, so, really? Uh, uh, yeah. Carrie, I like several uh, 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 of the, uh, female uh, uh, friends of mine on Facebook mm-hmm. were like, don't watch Candy because you're going to get obsessed and you're going to go and try and find. You're going to go and try to find all that shit. No, no, you're going to, no, specifically, <laughs> you're going to go and try to find vintage Tupperware. Well, and. And what's even funnier is that the the lead, Jessica Beale, Unrecognizable. At, unrecognizable. And at one point, my mom dressed and looked exactly like her. Right. <laughs> same hair, same glasses. And I'm just like, my mom, that's my mom when she was well, younger. I, you know. <laughs> and uh, Carrie, I never thought I would find um, uh, that actress. Uh, uh, I never thought I'd be uncomfortable watching it on a scene where she masturbates in the tub. <laughs> no, don't, don't spoilers. Don't give too, don't too much away. But, <laughs> oh, but uh, that's not good. But I was like, 
But, this should be really hot to me right now. Yeah, but it's just not. But it's not. Every <laughs> member of the cast is extremely good. Uh, you got your, uh, you got, uh, you got Master Chief is in it, uh, Tony. You should watch. Oh, Pablo Schreiber. Pablo yeah. Schreiber. He's, uh, but it's it takes great pains to let you know when it is, and I was able to pick it up because the first episode they're talking about. Let's go see the new Star Wars movie. I went, oh, it's nineteen eighty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then there's a review of The Shining in the paper, and I'm like, yeah, that's nineteen eighty. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's and, really uh, cool. Uh, Justin Timberlake. It took me a long time to realize that was him. For some reason. Oh, I'll have to go back and look again. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, he was the cop, Carrie. Oh, really? Okay, I got to go back and look again. Yeah, All that's, right. okay. that's Justin Timberlake, the, the deputy sheriff. Anyway. Right, him and Jessica Biel They're together. married, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're married. Yeah. Anyway, See, 42. okay, so I wasn't crazy. That makes me happy. Okay, good. <laughs> For, also, 42 years on this day, Empire Strikes Back was released, May the 21st, as we record this, May the 21st, 1900. We might have been all in the same line. We probably were. Not me. All right, who's uh, who's next? I'll go next, because I've got a third vote for Chippendale. Um, Yeah. But uh, Chaos Gate, uh, Demon Hunters for the PC um, is out and on sale. This is Warhammer meets XCOM. It's awesome. It is. It's very highly reviewed. Uh, and it's on sale uh, for 46 bucks through Humble Bundle, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, Borderlands 3 is for free on the Epic Game Store yeah. right now. Um, so check that out. Uh, and then I'll just quickly plug, if you're into this sort of thing, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch is still, uh, Season 3 is still airing on the History Channel. It's now History Channel's biggest show, um, and it's a lot of fun. And then uh, check out the Yesternights, my little uh, synthesizing influences from the 70s through the 2000s. We've got new music coming out here soon. So the Yesternights is wherever you can uh, listen to music and new stuff soon. It's good stuff, Mike. Thanks. Uh, Uh, Who's next? I could could go. All right. Well, guys, I know you've been uh, sitting. uh, I watch it so you don't have to. Oh, Max Singer. Mass Singer. <laughs> uh, I just knew it. <laughs> the finally was this week. So we had uh, our last ones were the were the prince. It was a frog dude. The ringmaster, who was a ringmaster poodle fucking thing. I don't know. And a firefly. Well, it was a fucking firefly. Huh. So. I don't know what these words mean, but I'm listening. Okay. So, the first one, The Prince, after singing a just wonderful uh, rendition of Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Well, we found out that was actor Cheyenne Jackson. And everybody Uh goes, who? Yeah, Uh me too. Uh, And then our runner-up was The Ringmaster, uh, who sang Waking Up in Vegas. By Katy Perry. Was, uh, you know who Katy Perry is. <laughs> Come on. Um, was uh, revealed to be Goldberg's actress, Haley Orantaya, the, the sister. The sister. She's, yeah, she's, uh, she's a oh, professional yeah. singer as well. She yeah, really? actually was really fantastic. She goes, I've, you know, she's like, so basically, I got, I kind of got. She goes, "Thank God, my show's getting canceled. That I can sing." 
Did she say that? I I just kind of ran into it. It was my own. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then uh, the winner, after singing a stirring performance of Gravity by Sarah Bareilles, that was uh, Tayana Taylor. Does that sound familiar? I'll Google her. Tayana. No idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's what I love about that show. It's always very anticlimactic. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, my go-to when I'm going through hard times is, of course, Family Feud, and I think I finally figured it out. Uh, Fig- figured out the game? No. Why I watch so You're much Family? To, why I watch pick so the much- one that gets the most likes? Yeah. Like. Like that, like answers. That's yeah, how you so, win, right? But I figured out why it's my go-to when I'm feeling shitty. Okay, is and it still hosted by Steve Harvey? Fuck yes, it is. Well, then Nobody that's why because it's hilarious. Once Steve Harvey dies, this show should never be shown again. Um, yeah, uh, unless so I, unless his beneficiaries license his likeness to genius hologram. So I was I was uh, texting back and forth to a friend. I go. Uh, my go-to is Family Feud. I put my brain into neutral and tell the contestants how fucking stupid they are. Uh, <laughs> the best is that Steve Harvey looks into the camera, yep. which which is de facto me, and says, ooh, damn, Shannon, I agree. And we just laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, actually, I think I just watched too much Family Feud. Uh <laughs> And then, uh, oh my God, uh, I devoured uh, the new kid, Kids in the Hall shit. Devoured it. I got to watch that t- tonight, uh, this um, weekend. Too. Well, uh, I wasn't going to give you a warning, Carrie, but I will. Oh, is I there wanted, wieners? I wanted, there to wieners. Hurt, I wanted to hurt you. Um, <laughs> you know how stuff comes back? Yeah. And I'll like, uh, specifically when... Uh, Mr. Show try to do another season. Yeah. And it wasn't good. It was not great. It was not g- great. This was great. It had the good. perfect amount of nostalgia, but it was also challenging and um, relevant uh, and weird. And I'm like, how are these 60 year old motherfuckers still this sharp and still so goddamn funny? And uh, they didn't overuse their old characters. They would show up in like perfect ways. Uh, if it worked, right? No chicken lady. Sorry, Carrie. No. Oh. You know, but they just, I guess they couldn't figure out a way to fit her in, right? <laughs> and I love that they didn't fit things in just to fit them in, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the best revivals I've ever seen. Oh, uh, uh, Carrie, the first episode. Okay. So it starts out like their opening thing is um, th- these girls are at a, uh, a, a um, like a rummage sale. And Scott Thompson is playing his hippie character he plays every once in a while. And they pick up a, a, a VHS copy of Brain Candy. <laughs> and she's like, what is this? And he goes, oh, it was a misguided project. Uh, by a 90s, uh, uh, you know, sketch troupe. They tried to make a movie and 
reaction was milling to best, right? <laughs> At best. And they're like, well, we'll how much? And he goes a dollar. Well, we'll buy it. And all of a sudden, like, all this lightning and shit goes off. And he goes, the curse has been lifted. Brain candy has made its money back. <laughs> like after 30 years, right? And, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, the, the, the rubbish cell disappears. And we cut to the Stummy's office with Marv and Dave Foley's character. And it's like, so I guess the curse has been lifted. And it goes from there. It was just a perfect setup. Well, but the first actual skit, Carrie. Well, we got to hurry. Okay. First actual skit. Uh, you do see, and finally, in my opinion, uh, Dave Foley and uh, Kevin McDonald's uncut dicks. Okay. <laughs> bouncing, bouncing up and down at one point. So... Oh, Shannon says, you. it's about time. It's, it's about time. goddamn time. The curse time. has been lifted. Lee, uh, what have you consumed? I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> games. Oh, right. Uh, games. The Let's see. There's only a few, so I'll just uh, list them off here. I don't know how to say this one. We'll call it to Token Ranboo Warriors on the Switch. Uh, Hard Space Ship Breaker on the PC. Crossfire he, Legion, Steam he, Early Access on the PC. You fucking make these up. Nope, these are real deal. Real deal McNeil's right here. Uh, My Time at Sandrock, uh, Steam Early Access. Um, One called Acolyte. And then the one that a few people are actually looking forward to is uh, Sniper Elite 5, if you like to shoot up some Nazis. <laughs> Sniper Elite 5 is coming out. That's the one where... It shows you the bullet travel, and then you get to see as it hits the Nazi's body where it goes in, what kind of damage it does to the anatomy of the body, and then exits. Yeah. It's yeah. very, uh, very edu- uh, graphic, and I guess uh, anatomically educational. I don't know. Educational. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's it. That's it. Oh, that's All it. All right, uh, Mr. B, if you would please. Well, you guys, I, I'm not a spiritual man, but I sincerely hope that. Uh, uh, Tilly is up having the best goddamn ham dinner <laughs> with Uncle Jeff and Uncle Jimmy. Uh, 